Thanks for listening. The Tea with Brie podcast is focused on deep, honest, and vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. Every week, we'll start my guest's bio, an intro to how we know each other, and then we'll go into a deep dive conversation about whatever topic they brought to me that week. This week, I am rejoined by Sydney motherfucking Green. Ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> to make an air horns. <laughs> We're in New York. Boom, 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 boom. Yep. It's a necessity. Now, yes. Sydney's been on before, but in case you miss that episode for some reason, you should go back and listen. <laughs> I'm going to still give you the bio. <clears throat> Sydney Green is a Cancer sun, yes to a water sign. A Taurus rising, same, in Capricorn moon. And Sydney, yes, it matters. You're correct. Yeah. Living in Washington, D.C., but always repping her southern roots of North Carolina. With a background in journalism, advocacy, and politics, Sydney has brought creative expertise and deep knowledge of communications and social media strategy to local and statewide political campaigns, national news organizations, progressive issue-based campaigns, and more. But Sydney believes her true identity is not rooted in what she does professionally, but rooted in the things that bring her joy outside of work. Sydney is a dancer, a budding herbologist, and last year she launched Renew Studio, a creative studio that reimagines the way we buy and wear our clothing by helping individuals and emerging brands develop their personal style by exclusively sourcing secondhand and vintage finds. Sydney also writes a bi-monthly newsletter called The Lounge, which dives into the personal style stories of the people in her life. Welcome back. I am so excited. I don't remember the last time I was on here. I think it was girl 2020 it was definitely when i was still living in austin so it girl, was it was a minute like i'd have to go back minute. and look i don't i'm scared i probably like don't even want to not that i'm scared but i feel like i'm just such a completely different person than that moment i sat down with you and i'm just no, like same. who is that girl i don't know her listen she's always been that girl but who is that true girl? who is she who is she okay yeah. i'm trying to find it right now Hold on. Oh, God. Live in studio search. I really, I think it was summer of 21, I want to say, or spring. I'm it was February of 2022. Oh, it was 2022? It was 2022. What? Yeah, we talked about being a palatable, palatable black woman in predominantly white city, activism, mm-hmm. fatigue, and boundaries, and unpacking the strong black woman trope, which... On brand. Wow, <laughs> and I feel like all all that I'm like, yeah, that still applies today. Yeah, no, on brand. I still um, by it. We, I feel like not much has changed, but also so much has changed. Um, yeah. You are now in DC because mm-hmm. you hate me and you left. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, it wasn't about me. You want to better your life, and you moved <laughs> no, I to DC. This. You moved to DC, which I feel like was a beautiful experiment. I feel like you learned a lot about yourself. The growth we've seen. And mm. one Sydney Green in what two, three, yeah. two, two years. Two years. Oh my yeah. god! It feels like you've been there forever. It feels like I've been here for forever. <laughs> like sometimes I'm just I'm actually I'm gearing up to um, to move in about a month, which is is wild. But yeah, the move to DC was one that I kind of made. I wouldn't say on a whim because mm-hmm. I got a new job in summer 2020 and mm-hmm. I got the new job on the basis that I would move to DC. And at that point I was kind of maybe outgrowing Austin a little bit. I think mm-hmm. having, you know, being in the pandemic and living alone in Austin, I felt just, I was like, you know, what else is out there? And I've always loved DC and, you know, one thing Alas. came to the next <laughs> and then I ended up in DC and December of 21 and you know it has been a it's been a rocky road like I thought when I moved here I was like oh my god I'm gonna have 
you know, this amazing, beautiful life. I'm going to be hitting the streets in my stilettos, even though I can't walk in heels, but I'm going to be hitting the streets and... <laughs> and you live your Olivia Pope moment. I was, I thought was, I was ready. low key. Like I was kind of thinking like, you know, I'm going to do the Olivia Pope thing and I've been here for two years and I'm like, God, it has not been like that. But I feel like if I hadn't left Austin, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be the person who I am mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Girl, so much to talk about. First of all, <laughs> as a New England girl, Northeast mm-hmm. girl through and through, there is something so I tell everyone like you need to go to the Northeast somewhere from like D.C. up for Philly up mm-hmm. for now I'll say D.C. up um, for like a week, two weeks. So I'm like, I, need, I need people to experience the energy like I just got back I was home for almost a month in Connecticut and went into New York and you know just kind of <laughs> vibed around but I tell myself I'll move to New York one day which if you would have told me 10 years ago I would even be like thinking about that but like mm, what are you on and where can I get it because <laughs> not I right. um but yeah, there's just such a different vibe and honesty and the bluntness and like Northeast people, I'm like, we're not rude. We just got shit to do. Like, we don't sugarcoat anything in a way mm-hmm. that I feel like the South is so worried about being polite. And I'm like, hmm. I got places to go, people to see. Not me. Um, I really don't care about your feelings. <laughs> so get a therapist or don't. But mm, I'm not going to hold that space for you. So. Mm, Dang. Mm. And I think, like, moving and I also just think moving in general of like you like you're saying like from North Carolina moved to Austin like figuring out life there like I have friends who have never lived outside of Connecticut and I'm like or Texas I'm like how do y'all know yourselves yeah like and what do you I feel like it's so when you move outside of your comfort zone like and you move away from your hometown I'm not talking like moving you know to a new city in your state or moving like one state over like when you get out there, mm-hmm. it's, it radically transforms you. And I always tell, like, my friends will ask me, like, oh, you know, I kind of want to move to, you know, so-and-so, but I don't really know if I should. And I'm like, fuck it, do it. Like, you're young, you don't have any kids, and if you get out there and you realize this is not for me, you, you learned can, a lesson, and at least move, you, you did it. You can move again. and You can move again, yeah. And that's what I did, I, and I, I love that this is the topic we're talking about, of just, like, the idea of, like moving and figuring things out and there's like no you don't owe anybody an explanation like Mm -hmm. when I moved back so many people I had one girl I used to be friends with that was like you can't keep moving every year like you made your choices you get I'm like ma'am number one you don't pay my bills secondly um I can do whatever I want because I'm single with no children and I pay my own fucking bills so also I'm like this isn't you're projecting because you're miserable but that's your business um (laughs) tea for another another day um but yeah I just I was so fed up with Texas politically dating wise I was consulting so I was stressed as shit um and a really great opportunity came up like I had applied for a job I got it I was able to stay with friends like I moved home for six months I did it I tried it I tried to make friends everyone was married with kids or I was bored. I don't know. I was just, it just was not the vibe for me. Um, And so I moved back and I know Austin is not forever, but Austin's good for now. And between the pandemic and moving back, I'm like, I'm also fine. I do so much less now Mm. and I enjoy it so much. I'm like, I don't need to be out every night. I don't need to be rubbing elbows. I don't need to be on a panel. I don't need to be hosting shit. I don't need to go speak at this. I am home at six o'clock on a Monday and a Tuesday. I'm listening to a podcast, making dinner. I'm prepping my supplements for tomorrow. I'm taking magnesium in my tea at 8.30. Like, <laughs> we are resting. We are prioritizing yes. rest and the soft life. And like, and and also like just getting rid of friends. Like I did such a good friend mm-hmm. audit Ooh. when I moved back. And, and even now, people getting chopped <laughs> in 2024. <laughs> And it is nothing. Per- it is nothing personal. It's just we we ain't meant to be friends no more. Like, and that's okay. And that is fine. And I think I had therapy today, so it's also you're also getting that vibe too. Period. Like, we love it. Uh, Brittany, I tell her every week. She gets a shout out. Um, 
<laughs> she and Melissa, I'm like, Brittany, just know. <laughs> if no one loves you, girl, I do. Um, okay. Is she married with a child? Sure. But not, your man don't love you like I love you, Brittany. So. <laughs> please. But I know it's true. It's true. Pl- uh, yeah. Please. Um, but she and I were talking about this today. Like, there's a, a, a person I used to be friends with, and we had a falling out last year. And yesterday, like, can we go to dinner? Like, they had asked, like, for a couple of months, and, like, trying to make plans. And I was out of town, or they were busy. And yesterday, I was just like, I'm going to be really honest with you. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you reaching out. I appreciate you putting yourself out there. But, like, this isn't even serving me anymore. I don't. Our friendship it had it, it had its moment, and maybe if you would have this this our falling out happened a year ago. Like it's been I've had a year of not having you in my life, and I've been fine, and I also mm. don't trust you now. And could you know baby people pleaser me have gone back and been like, oh yeah, like appease you and do this thing for you because you'll feel better. But now thirty almost thirty four year old me thirty four next month, I'm like I am not spending any time in my life uncomfortable or unhappy so i'm gonna give you back i'm gonna give you back your evening you will get lit i'm gonna be home reading harry potter (laughs) meal prepping (laughs) and i hope you have a lovely evening but i'm just like no like but i think moving and like trusting yourself in another therapy thing we talked about today like just belonging to yourself and validating you first and being okay with not being liked and not Mm. answering to anybody else i'm like I worry about nothing at all. <laughs> I love that. And I feel the same way. I mean, I think moving, and I mean, I've moved, this is like my fourth time moving since I graduated high school. And I feel like with moving, my knowledge of self has grown, but also my intuition has grown a lot because I've been forced to be in situations where it's like, it is you and you need to figure out what feels good to you and the path that you're going to take. You don't have anyone else around you. You know, you're not married, you don't have any kids. This is all about you. And so you have mm-hmm. to listen to yourself and be able to really sit with yourself and sit with your gut and be like, do I want to do this or do I not want to do this? Or even ask yourself the question of like, you know, am I doing this to please other people? Am I doing this because of what's been taught to me from family, from society, from media, et cetera? Or am I doing this because this aligns with my authenticity? And I truly feel like me leaving home and going to all these places and, you know, some places I really love living like Austin, there are other places like DC that I haven't enjoyed living, but I feel like I've been able to get that much closer to my authenticity in a short amount of time versus for a lot of people, which everyone's on their own path, but for a lot of people, it takes them a long time to get to that. But like I said, I've been forced to sit with myself and sit with my feelings. And I think that's really dialed up my intuition. Um, And yeah, the people pleasing especially is, (laughs) um, I'm a cancer. Uh, And so I'm very much like, I'm very in tune with other people's feelings and energies and vibes. And if I feel like something is wrong, like someone isn't liking me or they're not really reacting to me in the way that I think that they should. Mm -hmm. Um, It kind of makes me go crazy. And the people pleasing thing is something I've really had to just knock out because I'm like, girl, the thing about being authentic is that if you are truly being authentic, not everyone is going to like you at all. And I don't want to be the kind of person that everyone likes because that means that I'm not being authentic to myself. So put on a shirt. (laughs) put it on a shirt like if that means that some people don't want to be my friends or that I might not connect people that the way I used to back in the day Mm -hmm. so be it but I think that's the thing too of like we I'm working on my book I know y'all are sick of hearing it but I'm I'm seriously working on it I promise um and it's a memoir memoir e self-help kind of letter to young me situation and so today in therapy which is just me like telling Brittany my ideas about my book. Um, We were talking about just that of like the idea of people pleasing and not being liked and how we as folks who are raised as women um, are taught for so long to like be selfless and be nice and be likable and all these things. And I'm like, the minute I allowed myself to one, belong to myself first, 
I'm not married. I don't have kids. Yes, I'm connected to people. And, you know, I did that whole unpacking in 2020. It's like, if everyone I knew disappeared tomorrow, who am I? Like, the, the work you do when you live alone and move around and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, that idea of, like, uh, the minute I didn't need to be liked anymore and I don't have to like everybody else and I don't have to appease other people, I was like, freedom? Is that you? Because can't be bothered and it's and it's also so freeing to just be like the other people of like you're allowed to not like me too and that is okay we don't have to be mean about it we don't have to be fake about it we could be cordial and never speak to each other ever again but I am fine with you not liking me and I'll still be polite and acknowledge your presence but I'm also like you also don't have to now extend it to me like it just gives us the window of how we need to be expelling energy in a way that doesn't have to be rude no, I completely agree. Yeah. And it's, I also feel like, you know, just being okay with not having to connect with everyone is another thing. Cause I think also as women, it's always, you know, and especially I want to say like, as women, like you and I who have big personalities, um, and you know, like we have personalities that people really connect with and they, and they really enjoy being around. But I think that because of that, sometimes it's like, you can't, I can't hold space for everyone. And so I've really had to learn to be okay with being like, just because you, you know, follow someone on TikTok or Instagram or because you talk to someone at an event does not mean that you have to go full throttle into this. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is going to have the connection that you really want. And that's okay. And I think that, you know, when I was younger, I was just so desperately like wanted to have a huge group of friends. I wanted to have a huge community because for me, that was a signifier of worth. When you have a lot of people around you, that shows that you are worthy and that people want to be around you. But something that's really shifted with me is that I am more so focused on the quality of my relationships over the quantity of who's Mm -hmm. around me. There are a lot of people I like, but when I talk about the people who are like my ride or dies, who cheer me on, it's a very small group. And I feel great about it being a small group. And I think that's another thing. I just feel like sometimes there's this whole image of, you know, you have to have this huge friend group and you host all these dinner parties and you do X, Y, or Z, but it's about the quality of the people around you. And you don't want shitty people in your circle. You don't want people who will doubt you. You don't want people who will be nice, nasty to you. You want the girls and the gays and the days of, of quality. Girls is gender neutral for me now. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like that it's, we talked about worthiness today too. Cause I told Brittany, like I used to be the person who would like either like make myself smaller, like have less of a personality. Cause like I had other friends, like I'm the center. I'm like, yeah, no, get it girl. And now I'm like, no, like the, the amount of people pleasing to feel worthy, to feel like, Oh, if I, if all these people like me, that means that whatever, whatever. And now I'm like, again, no, like I just, but I also, do you think that comes from, again, like we've talked about before, like the palatability of being a black woman too, of like being so conditioned to like smile and be nice and be mm-hmm. polite and all these things. And like, now I'm like, yeah, I was so pissed yesterday, which is not the point of the story, but I was so pissed yesterday. I went to the farmer's market to shoot content for this one. I went to see this one company. I schlepped <laughs> 20 minutes to this farmer's market. Oh no. Parked, got out, walked around, couldn't find them. Went on their Instagram. Oh, we're not going to be there today. Anger ensues. Livid. (laughs) Like top lip gone. Livid. (laughs) I am walking back to my car and I'm in Mueller. Predominantly white. It's the farmer's market. Yes. Been there. And Sydney, the anger on my face. And typically like I think about like younger me who would have just like tried to mask and like been like smiley to like the old white lady with her grandkid, the two white men in their like vests like after golfing like and I was just like, no, I am pissed and I want no one to look at me, breathe in my direction, pretend I don't exist, ignore me at this point, but don't look at me, expect me to smile because all you're going to see it. Yeah, I was livid and I think and I thought about that yesterday on the ride home like. Well, healing has really done something for me because I was a I was able to sit in my frustration and my annoyance in that moment of something that was so minimal. Did it right. mess up? Did it mess up the content for the day? 
Sure. Am I going to figure it out and we're going to see what happens? Also sure. But I was just annoyed. It was an annoyance of the day. And even learning in that moment, like even clocking in that moment of like, oh, these white people are like, oh, there she is, another angry black woman. And that is not my business to unpack. I'm going to go be mad in my car. I'm going to drive away. I'm going to scream, sing to Adele because I'm angry. Yep. And then the rest of the day is going to be fine. I forgot all about it. So just now, but I was angry yesterday in the morning (laughs) and thinking about that too, of like, I don't even need to care what other people's responses to me are. I'm not harming you. I'm just mad over here. I'm having a toddler tantrum in my brain right now. And you don't need, you don't need to have access to that. And I don't need to make you comfortable by pretending I'm not upset. Exactly. Like it's not my responsibility to, to hold you and your emotions or your response to me as a black woman. And I've, I mean, I felt, I feel that so hard. I think that like a couple years ago when we were talking about this, I, I just feel it even harder where I'm like, how many times have, you know, I shrunk in myself. How many times did I have packed away my feelings and my reactions to make other people comfortable? Mm-hmm. And it's one time too many. And I think that as a black woman, like, we aren't given the space to lean into our feelings, to feel our feelings. Because if we do that, all of a sudden it's, oh, well, so-and-so has an attitude, she's angry, X, Y, and Z. But meanwhile, like everyone else on the planet is able to process their feelings in real time except for us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's definitely like from a place of healing, but it's also just like for my own survival, I need to process my feelings. I can no longer pack it away and hold other people's feelings 24 seven or be worried about like, oh, well, if, you know, if I say it like this or if I do this thing or if I have this look on my face, then Mm -hmm. people aren't going to like me. It is not survivable. I cannot continue to live the life that I want to live if I keep worrying about how people are going to react towards me at all. At all. And so now you're about to move to another city. Yep. <laughs> Which is fine. Listen, two, three years, I'm, I'm probably going to be in New York or New Jersey. Right. Or London. Oh. Who knows? Love London. I've never been, but I know if I go, I, I truly may not come back. Like, I've already thought, like, do I just pack up my apartment? <laughs> you could. You'd and be love like, it. storage. She's, she's cute. Um, yeah. And I'm like, but if I don't move, then I got to come back and unpack the boxes. That's <laughs> I true. About this. Anyway, um, as you prepare for this next move, what are you looking for in this city that Austin didn't have, that D.C. didn't have? Because I couldn't, I don't think I could ever live in D.C. That's a whole different bird to me. I just yeah. like, it's very like, who do you know in yes. D.C., which is kind of how Austin's starting to get, like that L.A., D.C., and I'm like, mm-hmm. no, this isn't, I, no. I just, I want to be home reading most most days. Anyway. You're about to move to North Carolina? Yeah. A big city or a small town? It's, or? A, it's a big city. It's Raleigh. So it's... <laughs> Cute. Yeah, it's a bit smaller than where I'm from, but it's still it's still a good-sized city. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How, what's what's therapist question? What's coming up for you as you prepare what for this is, move? What is coming up for me? You know, it's what's weird is that I never considered going back to North Carolina at all. And when I first left home at 18, I was so obsessed with never returning back home. I was like, I'm just going to, mm-hmm. you know, I w- went to school in Arizona and I was going to travel the world. And I'm like, like moving back home is, that's going to be seen as a weakness. I thought mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. weak if I go back home, I'm going to be like everyone else that I went to school with who stayed home. And it honestly wasn't until towards the end of last year where I can't even describe it. And I think this goes back to just really being plugged into your intuition, I just thought to myself, why don't I just move to North Carolina? Like, why why not? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's often the theme when I do things in life that are a bit unpredictable. I'm just like, well, why not? Like, the worst that could happen is that I don't like it, and then I'll just move somewhere else. Right. So to answer your question about how I'm feeling, I'm feeling very much at peace about it. Mm. I'm really excited to start a new chapter of my life. And I also have a very good feeling about what is going to meet me there in Raleigh. And I can't name or like put a finger on what that feeling is. Maybe like it's a connection. Maybe 
it's, you know, a connection to like a certain passion of mine. Maybe I'm going to like expand in my herbalism. I've also been exploring becoming a doula. Like I feel like, yeah, I know. I feel like there's just something there for me. And like the universe and my guides are all like, go there. There's mm-hmm. something there for you. We're not going to tell you what it is, but you have to trust that we got you. And so that's where I am right now is like trusting that I am held and that I will be good. And then that's what's just going to guide me into this this next part of my life. Lean into that so deeply. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> you saying that made me think of like when I moved to Austin the first time I was 26. <clears throat> and I sort of moved here on a dare. Um, I had visited my best friend. He had lived here for a while. And he was like, you're never going to leave Connecticut. And I was like, excuse the fuck out of me. Because I was like, I really like it here. Like I've had a great week and whatever, whatever. He's like, you're never going to leave Connecticut. So, of course, I chaotically was like, mm, sad, sad moon. I was like, mm, watch me. Um, and so I did. And I had tried to move here in 2015. And it just did not work. Like, I kept trying. Like, stuff came up with work and family and whatever. It just didn't work. And then so, you know, I told my job in, like, December, January. I was like, I'm leaving in May. Like, I'll be gone by, Jan- by June 1. And they're like, yeah, sure. Like, you tried before. La, la, la. I'm like, Okay. So I came back in April. At this point, my friend, my other friend, Michael, was like, hey, like, if you move, I'll move with you. You could be roommates. Like, bet. Great. Came in April, found us an apartment, interviewed for a couple of jobs in person, didn't get the job I really wanted. And the other jobs were fine. They just, like, weren't what I wanted. I was like, okay. I'm like, I'm still going. Like, I felt it in my soul that I needed to be here. I was like, "I, I know it is meant to be. I sold everything I owned. I mean, I sold everything that wouldn't fit in my car. And I was like, I'm going to go. Like, now it's, like, beginning of May. I'm like, I'll take a job as a server. I'll get a job in a kitchen. Like, I'll be fine. Like, I had worked in kitchens before, whatever. That week, my friend who was driving with me, he wasn't, he was in a baseball tournament he didn't expect to be in. He's like, I can't drive with you now. But the month before, I drove with my aunt. I'm like, I'll be fine. Like, I will drive alone. I'll figure it out. I'll get a, like, whatever. I was like, I'm going. Like, I was like, I trust it. I know this. Like, whatever. The week I was leaving... The job that I wanted called. It was like, hey, we have an opening. Do you, Would you be interested? It's in a different building, same department, same pay, same position. It just happened to open up this week. What is my hair doing? Um, and so I took it. And that's that was wow. the first job I got in Austin. The week, the week I left, I was like, okay, it's meant to be. And I drove by myself, made it here in like 26 hours alone, like did some stops here and there. but And then, you know, been great on my own and then you know moving home for six months I was like I'm just done like I think I was just burned out like you know like we were always doing something pre-pandemic then the world opened back up and I you know consulting and trying to figure out and I was just like then Greg Abbott and Ted Cruz and Ken Paxton um and the legend I was just like I'm I'm done so I got a job at a university like I'm always trying to get a job with like something I haven't done in fundraising. So this was perfect. and I got it and was able to stay with friends. And I do not regret moving home for those six months at all. Like everyone's like, well, you could have just been in Austin. Like, no, I needed to go home. My family and I had such deep healing in that six months. I got to reconnect with friends. I made some new friends from this job. Um, I got to realize like, I don't think I want kids. Like a lot of my friends have kids. And I was like, I love that for y'all. But I sleep like 11 hours. <laughs> so Oof. I went to bed the other night at 830, woke up the next morning at 730. I was like, that's, that's 11 hours. I was like, I rest. OK, I sleep with the audacity of a wealthy man who has never known struggle. And I'm like, as mm, you should. Thank you. <laughs> but like going home taught me so much of like, because I was saying like, I'm never going back to Connecticut. Like what? There's nothing here, whatever. And now I'm like, I appreciate where I grew up so much. Like I love the town I grew up in. I love the time that I grew up in. I love you know, the people I'm still connected to in my hometown. I went to college one town over from my hometown. Like, I, I had a really great childhood and young adulthood, considering everything I went through, right? And then moving here, figuring life out, and then moving back. And I'm like, I just wasn't happy. And I think that was the big click in my brain of, like, first of all, that old adage of, like, you can't go home again. Like, it's never going to be the same, which I I understood afterwards. I'm like, if I had kids and I was married, I think it would have been different. Mm. Um, I do want to be closer to my family. Also, the Northeast is just way more my vibe politically. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I, and then I moved back and everyone's like, well, I was like, I always knew Austin would always be here. And if not Austin, I could have moved anywhere else. Like I looked at Boston again. I'm always thinking about New York, the subway. I just, I got to get over it. I just, yeah. also the price of living, the trying to get an apartment in New York. I'm like, how do y'all survive? Anyway, a literal struggle. Um, but yeah, that idea of like moving away and also like living alone, spending a lot of time alone, you learn so much about yourself. And that is so healing too, in a way that I feel like, you know, I have friends who have never been single, who have never lived alone, who have never moved away. And I'm like, I don't begrudge them. Like their lives are fine. But I'm like, I wonder what would unlock for you if you Mm. had to like, only to depend on yourself and I see that as a person who's been on her own since she was like 17 18 years old yeah like it was a lot of failing forward and like robbing Peter to pay Paul a lot of loans from family like I'll pay you back in two weeks when I get paid like learning to ask for help and learning to accept help like I don't take any of this journey for granted in a way that I look at other friends and like you've never known hardship that's why you have no character (laughs) so you have no personality you've never known struggle right Um, in a way that I feel like a lot of a lot of people have who who have had to trust their selves and tune out the family members and the friends who are like scared or threatened by that of like you change like you truly change as a person and people then don't know if they if you still like you if you still like them and how how you guys fit into each other's life so i just i commend people specifically us who <laughs> who can who can constantly challenge themselves and and not just fall into comfort for the sake of of feeling yeah comfortable yeah i mean comfort is great like once again i'm a cancer so i love being cozy excuse me <laughs> don't get I'm me a, wrong i'm a taurus rising you and know tor- i love immaculate <laughs> Taurus we get each other I love being cozy but that's yeah I think your your point about you know I also have friends who you know have never really been single or they never live on their own or they've never mm-hmm. moved away like really far and like they're great people and they really do enjoy their lives but and sometimes honestly like I look at my life now and the fact that I am single and I don't have kids and I don't have a partner and I'm like God, like, I'm really just out here, like, raw-dogging it alone. <laughs> like, there really is, I mean, I have people supporting me, but it really is just me. But then I think about, you know, 20, 30 years from now, there's going to be that older Sydney who is going to miss this Sydney, who is literally going to grieve the person that I am right now and be like, damn, she was really out there doing it on her on her own, not giving a fuck, you know, taking names, being who she is. And, you know, I feel like, you know, my life will obviously be fulfilling when I have kids or, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm married or whatever. But I really value this time in my life because I will not have this time ever again. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel that way about, you know, even like my Austin self. I think that there was like a sweet spot, 2018 to 2019, I feel like I was really just... Like, and that was when, yeah, or like, you know, I don't know if it was like that vibe of those two years or it was like me not having a prefrontal cortex fully developed, but (laughs) maybe, maybe it was both. Um, But, you know, there are a lot of times where I really do grieve that past self. And I'm like, God, like, I wish that I could just be, you know, that young Sydney who is always excited to be out and always excited to be connecting and always wanting to do something And I really miss her, but I am so glad that I am where I am right now. And I am glad that I knew that Sydney and she was great, but now we've got to move on to this version of myself and playing the seeds in this current version of me. So yeah, it's definitely, it's always like a, a push and pull, but yeah, yeah, but it feels good. I was we, we we might go to the same therapist because I was literally talking about this today of like 
I'm in the process of trying to start dating again because I don't want to feel like I'm one foot in, one foot out anymore. Like I want to feel settled in this space that I'm here for the next two or three years. Mm-hmm. And so my therapist is like, well, what if you start dating and like trying to meet someone? I'm like, I don't think my person is in Austin. I think they're in, they're somewhere out in the world, London or the Northeast. Vibes. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, but you know what I am doing right now? I am enjoying this time I was like there will come a time where I may be married where I may have literally this was me today where I may be married I may have children and I will miss coming home to my very clean organized apartment where I live by myself I know where all my stuff is I don't gotta talk to no one when I get home I can just come in and enjoy the vibes that I have set that are mm, chef's kiss and I will miss this time and so I'm taking the time to really enjoy being home, having time for my friends, having the freedom to just be like, oh, yeah, I can grab a drink after work. Oh, yeah, I can do like I may not have this freedom in 10 years. I'm like, oh, I don't take that for granted. And I like you're saying too, 28, 20, I moved here when I was 26. Those first three years of my life, 20, 2016, 2019, I was feral and I was living Same. like I was. <laughs> If I could go back and have one more night with her, because I was Sydney, I was out almost every night. Same. I had best my best friend was still living here with his boyfriend. Like we did karaoke Tuesday and Wednesday at the gay bars. Then I be we did Sunday brunch all day. Like mm-hmm. uh, my liver now could never, but <laughs> <laughs> back then I'd go home, take a nap, come right back out. Now never. There was never a time I would take a nap and come back out. But no. Do I pre- I appreciate I dated people I shouldn't have dated. Same. I'd worked so many part time jobs in random kitchens that I sometimes forget about. And I was like, I I hustled my ass off, but I had a great fucking time, man. Like in a way that I'm like, I am so grateful for past Brie because she got me to here because now I get to like just relax and be fine. Um, but then I also look at my I have other friends who are now in their hustle era era too, or like they're moving away and like rediscovering things. And I'm just like, I love that for y'all. I'm going to be at home now. <laughs> I'm going to be at home. And, and we can I make love plans it. for next week. And I love it. You want me to come out once I get home? It's not mm. going to happen. Mm. Tomorrow. <laughs> if, it, if it ain't right after work, it ain't happening, boo. So. No, literally. It, yeah, I think just like the, the freedom to be able just to come home and not have anyone saying, mommy is huge <laughs> or asking what's for dinner what's Bitch, for I don't dinner? know. i made buffalo chicken dip and ate it with tortilla chips for my dinner because <laughs> i did and not feel like cooking today is. that's just how it is but i mean what a beautiful thing and that's something that i i used to get so down on myself about being mm. single oh and yes the yeah expectations of like you aren't worthy or a woman until you are married or someone's mother and i'm like Yes. Shout out to Tracy Ellis Ross who like told me that like, you can mother in so many different ways. You can don't even get me started on that because that that her and Opes, please. That changed it really changed her me. speech That's about like, that. Uh, iconic, iconic, iconic. But it's Nick. But it's so true. I, I, yeah, I just think that you know this is. I used to be really down on myself about being single and then I used to be like you know why am I being punished like, that's how I used to frame it oh, as like yes. this is a punishment like wh- who did I fuck up in the past life like who did I put a hex on we're the same person <laughs> we are the same person I yell at God at least once a month I'm like, <laughs> like first of all I am attractive I am a kind person I work a nonprofit. I give back I pray I'm close with my family I work out I yeah. like kids why the fuck <laughs> can't I find a man or, or a person to date, you know, equal opportunity dater. I'm like, who, yeah. I'm like, who, what did I do in this life? What, what was happening? I've but done some I'm shit. Like, I own that. I've done some shit. We all have, but I'm a good person. Yes. And I'm like, are. and I see shitty ass people who have partners and families and large houses and ruining the environment. And here I am just asking for a man who showers and washes his legs. Oh, we could talk about that. You're again. asking for a lot. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, it's um, but you know what? It's there, there's a reason why I've been single for this long. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do 
with it's not you. my worth. It's not me at all. Let there go, is a let lesson. Let go of the expectations. Yes. Right. Like there's, I am on my own timeline. I'm very happy for other people are doing my own friends who are in relationships and they're getting married and they're having kids. That is a beautiful thing. And I really do feel called to motherhood, but I got to stay fo- focused in the present. And what is this teaching me right now that I'm going to need to carry into that relationship with my dream partner? One of my best friends and I were talking about this because she just got married two years ago and had a baby last year. And she's older than me. She's 35, 36 now. And so she was like one of her, like one of the last ones in her like college friend group to mm-hmm. not be married and not have kids. And she was getting so beat up about it. And then like it happened for her and we're so happy And so she and I were talking about it and like this year I've just been, I have never known peace like this ever in my life. I'm like, I'm not, I'm like, when I tell you, I'm not stressed about shit. I'm not stressed about shit. And I go, it was because of a thing she told me years ago that I wasn't ready to hear. And then I went back and I was like, oh, like the track doesn't exist. Mm. Your life is not someone else's, is not on someone else's track. This is two different trains. Right. You cannot be expected to be in the same schedule as other people. You have all lived your own lives. And but like that, the, the comparison is a thief of joy situation of like, I want this thing so badly and I have done everything I'm quote supposed to do and I'm a quote good person and whatever, whatever. And I'm almost like the universe doesn't owe you shit because I'm like, I've been through shit and I still haven't gotten to the level of like finding a partner that I actually want to be with every day, which every day is a lot of time. And I need people to really comprehend what every day looks like. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I, and I think that's why I also come from such a place of gratitude now, like you're saying of like, I'm grateful for this time alone. And what is that? What it has taught me about myself. I'm like, the reason I go to therapy is so I don't cause more harm while I'm trying to heal myself mm. in a way that I feel like other people aren't trying to do that work. They're trying to hide in an, a relationship, in a job, in their kids. And I'm like, you're just going to com- continue the cycle of hurt if you don't want to sit with yourself and do the work and figure, figure it out. And I'm like, I am grateful that I have found it in myself to do that work so that when I, it does happen... I can feel another level of gratitude and be ready for it. So I'm like, if I've gotten to 33, 34 and I haven't found anyone, I'm like, it better be <laughs> God. It's me, Margaret. And we need to have a conversation. Cause right. If it's, t- and that's the thing I said to a friend on the phone, I was like, the fact that I've gotten this, this far in my life, I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to just be like, this is good enough. Like I went on a date with this guy who was perfectly lovely he was just boring and I'm like I'm not gonna waste either of our time like if he he asked me on a second date a couple weeks ago we're supposed to go out this Thursday but I haven't heard from him and I might just be like yo I'm not even gonna waste our time because one you could go meet the person who you light off every spark for them and that would be so unfair of me to like take you from that but also like I don't want to waste my time either like I, I already know it's not the vibe and so, yeah, I just think about that, too, of, like, you, it's going to happen when it happens. and you, you can't rush it or pray it to come sooner. Yeah, the whole rushing thing is, and I'm in a very impatient person. Like, mm. I want my shit, and I want it now. And, like, last year, I, and, like, you know this, I was looking for a new job for mm-hmm. over a year. I've been saying I was, like, wanting to get out of advocacy and politics, and, I was like, well, why, like, why can't I, ju- like, why can't I find anything? I have everything. I have the resume. I have the knowledge. Like, I'm smart. I'm intelligent. Like, why can't this thing just come to me? I want it to happen ASAP. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. And I had to wait around for a year. But it's the lessons that I learned within that. And I'm really glad that the kind of job that I was calling in, and this, like, applies to anything in life. Like, the kind mm-hmm. of job that you're calling in, the kind of partner, like, whatever if you don't have the proper healing, you're not going to get those things at all because the universe is going to be like, you're not ready. You're not ready. And I see you, you keep on continuing this pattern of behavior and it's not really showing me as a universe mm-hmm. that you have high self-worth. Mm. 
So I'm going to keep you in the waiting phase. And it's either that or do you actually really want that? Or are you wanting that because it's convenient? It's what you've been told. It makes your ego feel and look good. And that was my problem last year with the job thing. I was so rooted in ego and I was still riding on that, you know, high powered Olivia Pope with a silk press black woman thing where I was like, you know, I want the, I want the corporate job and I want a cool creative branding job and I want to travel and everything. And the universe was like, but you don't want that. And you keep asking for it. I'm not going to give it to you because if I gave that to you, you would still be in the same position of being sad and depressed about your career. And when I finally understood that and I completely let it go, I was like, you know what? You're right. That's not what I want. So this is what I want. And literally like a week later, the job came through for me at the end of last year. And I was like, okay, well. Look at the Lord. (laughs) Well, that's what happens. Wow. Yeah. I may cry because that just that just touched something that I'm currently dealing with that I don't want everyone in the podcast world to know about yet. Um, Yeah. But yeah, there's this there. Oh, that just got me. I was like, I'm not about to cry. <laughs> no, but you should. As a I cancer, will later. You should. Um, Excuse you. I'm a Pisces. Don't. No, I'm saying like as me, like as a cancer, I'm oh. like encouraging you. <laughs> yeah, no, we've we've worked on this. My therapist says I don't have to schedule cries. I can just cry. I, yeah. We'll, we'll circle back. I just. <laughs> it's hypervigilance, which is a yeah another, another podcast episode for another day. No, but it's so it's so interesting how it, you know it's like you see things and you're like, oh, this is it. This is my thing. Like I mm-hmm. I need it right now, and it it checks all my boxes. But you know when you really kind of peel back the layers, but is it like, really you what you be, want? Yeah, you have to be honest. Like, is this actually what I want, or is it convenient, or is it right. going to give me the validation that I'm seeking externally? Um, and that's a that's a hard thing to see and digest because we don't want to see that. We want everything. That's the shiny carrot because it's the shiny carrot. Um, but I mean, think about how many times in your life where you've taken the shiny carrot mm. and it wasn't the right thing for you. Yeah. Or you settled for less. Or you just don't like carrots. Or you just don't, I don't like carrots, so. I only like them if they're roasted. I'm, like, I'm not raw dog in a carrot. Oh, I just, I don't like them. There's, some, there's something unnatural. <laughs> they come from the earth. What do you mean unnatural? Mm-mm. You know, that's a... You, Okay. That's okay. me being picky. I'm a picky eater. Sydney travels the world green as a picky eater. You know, like, I that's know. A Isn't that crazy? Another day. That's another day. We don't have the time today. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, I'm excited to see where Raleigh takes you, what you experience. If a year from now, knock on wood, I don't drink anything, put everything out there. Yeah. If a year, I want to check in a year from today and be like, what? What's that look like? Listen to this episode and then we chat and like, what has happened in this last year? I, I'm very curious. There are, there are a few things that I am, am calling in mm-hmm. this year. Um, like one of that, one of those things is like partnership, um, mm-hmm. which I say like this year and I very much like don't attach timelines to my manifestations. I'm just kind of mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. this is out there. Vibes. Whenever you want to make a shake. Mm-hmm. Um, oh but that's like the one thing that I thought that I was ready for, mm. you know, last year, two years ago, three years ago. And I'm like, girl, you are not ready. And now I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm I'm ready to start taking those steps. Come what may. And you're 30 now, right? Did you hit 30 yet? No, not yet. I'm still a baby. We've talked about I'm still 27. This. You're an infant. I know. I forget this. I'm like, I'm elder. No, I just think oh, everyone I thinks love, I'm older, but I'm not. That's also true. I'm like, <laughs> which same for so long. Um, but also now I'm like, what are you, like 28? I'm like, thank you. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> very God. much thriving in my 30s. As you should. Oh, I love being 30. I'm 30. so jealous. Enjoy your, not to be that person. 20s yeah. though, this is the time you should be feral. From now <laughs> until 30, let, fucking let loose. Yes. Okay. You owe no one anything but yourself. Be mm-hmm. unhinged. Be a good person, but be unhinged. Like that's you should put on the shirt. <laughs> be a good be person, a good person <laughs> but, but be, be unhinged. unhinged. Someone needs to start making me merch because I feel like I say some very random shit that I think would be great. Yeah, be a good person, but be unhinged. Right, it's that's fun. a vibe. That's a vibe. It's, it's called duality, baby. I want it like on a hat. I want it like 
Mm. A black hat with white letters. Like, yes. Ugh. Someone make merch. I might let me start selling merch in my spare time. Yeah, I would buy it. Since I'm home doing the thing. <laughs> Why not? Uh, well, yeah. I'll, <clears throat> I'll be sure to link everything in the show notes. I'm going to, that, that Tracy Ellis Ross speech, people need to re-listen to it because... I need to share that with people because I really touched myself. Um, uh, as you know, I like to end every episode with like a palate cleanser question of mm. what is the best advice you were ever given or what is a piece of advice you would give to your younger self? Uh, a piece of advice I give to my younger self um, is honestly just just be authentic. And I think that goes back to what we've talked about of, you know, always, I would always like shrink myself. I was so focused on pleasing other people and like making other people comfortable. Mm -hmm. And when people didn't receive me the way I wanted them to, or when people didn't like the things that I liked, it made me feel so small and it made me feel so alone. It made me feel like, okay, well maybe I shouldn't like that thing or Mm -hmm. do that because people don't accept it. And sometimes I wish I could just like go back to 10 year old Sydney and be like, fuck it. Just enjoy the things that you want to enjoy. Stop pleasing people. And your life is going to be that much better. And I think that a 10 year old Sydney saw me right now, she'd be like, damn, Mm -hmm. like what a baddie. And I feel like that's something that I always like, that's, that's like the, the healing or like the advice for my younger self is sometimes it's like, I have to look at where I am right now. And even when things aren't going right in my life to know that I am in a place that I couldn't even dream about 10, 15, 20 years ago, um, is like, that's, that's beautiful enough for me. And I hope that, you know, myself 20, 30 years down the line can be like, wow, like I am, 50 or 60 years old and I'm the person that 27 year old Sydney really needed. So that was kind of a long winded way to, to answer your question, but yeah, that's, um, that's the advice for, for girl with the braces living in North Carolina, (laughs) just trying to get out. That's it for this week's episode of The Tea with Brie. Be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at The Tea with Brie. Send me an email at theteawithbrie at gmail.com or visit the website, theteawithbriepodcast.com. You can find me, your host, Brianna Jenkins, on Instagram at Brianna Jenkins. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. A special thanks to Mama Duke for our theme music, and I will catch you next time. Bye.